Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Free Kick. I'm your host, Martino Puccio. Join alongside me, as always, is Gio Cozzolino. Guys, thank you so much for watching the show here on the SportsGrid TV network. You can check us out on Zumo TV and Pluto TV as well. We also have our YouTube channel, SportsGrid. Check that out. You can watch the whole show there if you don't catch it on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. But, Gio, we're going to be getting into La Liga Real Madrid, Atletico Bilbao. I mean, again, we said the game was going to be tough between Valencia and Real Madrid. That ended up going in a 1-1 draw. Uh, Real Madrid still continuing their top form here. Bilbao had a really good stretch earlier in the season. Now they kind of teetered off a little bit. Again, Real Madrid has an important fixture of midweek. Guess what it is, El Clasico. But by the time this episode is out, that match will be concluded. So, Gio, what do you like going into this match? Do you see Real Madrid putting all their players into this matchup because again Champions League isn't going to be back till February so they have some time to play these guys. Yeah I don't think that they're going to have to rest anyone I think now the focus is the league until the Champions League comes back uh, like you mentioned no fixtures for a while so there's not really any reason to rest their guys I mean they're going to have some guys coming back from injuries you know their health will be coming back uh, in terms of hazard and things like that. I, I like this game. It's going to be interesting. Um, like you mentioned, the, t- the tie against Valencia didn't really hurt them because Barcelona also lost points. So by the time this show goes up, yeah, the El Clasico will kind of determine if they're still tied or you know who's in front. But in terms of right now, everything's looking pretty good for them. They're still on pace for the top of the league. And me and you have continuously spoken about you know wanting them or picking them to win the league just mm-hmm. from the way they look and the way Barcelona looks. But Bilbao's a tough team. They've conceded you know the second least amount of goals with Real Madrid actually. The they're both playing each other, 12 goals. So this could be an under-type game where it's tough to play, although it's in Madrid. So, mm-hmm. you know, in Madrid, I think Real Madrid is obviously the favorite by a long shot, and they'll probably be, you know, the goal scorers in this match. If it was at Bilbao, though, I would say that I would easily take the under. Bilbao is a tough place to play, um, but at the Bernabeu, it's going to be different. I think sure. that Real Madrid is probably a favorite for this match. Um, I, I also like the fact that you know Bilbao came into this like you mentioned before. They had a good stretch. Uh, they had won I think five or six games, and then the, the past couple games they uh, they drew and they, and I lost I believe. Yeah, I lost in a draw. So mm-hmm. you know they've kind of teetered off like you mentioned. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, but I still favor Real Madrid, I think, in the matchup. Yeah, I think Real Madrid's the favorite in the matchup. We'll just get right into the lines right now. Money line minus two eighty. Draw plus four twenty. Uh, and let it go Bilbao plus 700 so clearly the odds makers don't really love what's going on with them there and then quickly I mean the spread is what I like more it's a, it's a minus one uh, for Real Madrid plus 105 plus 200 Atletico Bilbao at uh, plus one to me, I really, I, I do see a scenario in which Real Madrid can win by a couple of goals. You saw that they won 3 nothing last year. But it really all depends on who they start in this matchup. If they do want to take a little bit of a break, I, I do anticipate if Real Madrid do manage to pick up three points against Barcelona, I think they're actually going to keep their foot on the gas and try and play their best players again. You know, maybe sit in Hazard a little bit because we know he's taken a lot of time just to get back into shape simply because he was... Let's face it, he was a fatty coming into camp. And and that's not what you expect when you pay 100 million euros for one of the best players in the world. But he's getting back into shape. 
um, Freddy Valverde is just playing fantastic as well. Vinicius Jr. is finally getting more minutes after coming back. Benzema has just been unbelievable. And, and I think it's nice to see him finally get the credit that he deserves of being one of the top strikers. Because, you know, he's always been overshadowed by all the top players at Real Madrid, like Gareth Bale and Cristiano Ronaldo. But now he is the senior guy up front. And I'm, I'm looking for him to actually keep up his scoring. So if you can get a player prop for Kareem Benzema to score, I think that's a player I would lean towards. Do you see Real Madrid covering in this one? I can see them covering for me though. I mean, I'd play it safe and go away mm -hmm. from this. I just like the money line, although minus 280 on FanDuel, yeah. obviously we see they're very heavy favorites. Um, I don't like the over. If it's over three and a half, definitely not. You yeah. know, I, I would even stay under the two and a half for me, okay. but you know, we're not really talking about that, I guess. But. Um, I, I, I mean, rather. If you like it, I mean, like I, I kind of like the under. I feel like it's kind of like a two-two-zero win for for Real Madrid. I can see sure. a scenario like that, maybe over two and a half. But that's where I would go under. I would never. I wouldn't hover around three and a half. I think that's way too high. They're two pretty good defensive teams, like I mentioned before. But I, I see Benzema, like you you mentioned before. I do agree with you. If you can get a goal scorer prop, you want to go with him. Pre El Clasico, he's tied with Messi with twelve goals. And he's shining right now, so why not continue riding the wave? I think you go with him. I just like Real Madrid money line if you're going to pick one, but I can definitely see the spread as well. Like I said, I just think it'll be uh, a low-scoring kind of game, but I can yeah. see them covering by by a two-goal win. Okay, yeah, I mean that that's not really hard to stay off Real Madrid, but Bill Bell will give him a tough matchup. We're going to be moving on Bayern Wolfsburg now. I mean Bayern. I I don't even know what to say. I think. We are very cautious every single week when we talk about leagues like Serie A and Bundesliga simply because we've had the same winner the past decade pretty much. Um, with Bayern now, they're struggling. You could look at it at fifth place, six points behind Leipzig uh, in first place. I mean, again, we'll ask this question one more time. Is Bayern going to win the league or no? I, st I still think there's way too much time for them yeah. not to come back. It's still, okay, we're midway through, I understand that. Mm -hmm. But the distance is six or so points, and if they have a midweek fixture, it might be even less. Who knows? Uh, Leipzig's been really good, though. You know, Timo Werner is catching Lewandowski. I think they're two goals apart. Uh, but Lewandowski has 18 goals still, yeah, and Wolfsburg, you know, isn't the greatest team. They're in uh, eighth place, so and they're, they're hovering around that top ten mid-table point with an eighth place but they already have five draws already so they they kind of uh they defend well actually they have the uh, they've conceded the least in the league 15 goals so far um and i i i think this will be a tougher matchup but it's at Bayern, so it's not like you know they're at wolfsburg where they can uh try to keep the scoring down they had a wolfsburg had a big win over uh gladback this past weekend that kind of knocked them out of first place and leipzig jumped them so um, I, I like that in terms of Wolfsburg's confidence going to this game. But although Wolfsburg don't concede too many goals or, you know, not as many, they don't score as many either. They, they're one of the le uh, least scoring goals, uh, team scoring goals in, in, in the league right now. And I don't like uh, them going into Bayern either. I think Bayern at this point, you got to push for the wins, right? And like we mentioned before, Lewandowski, 18 goals. Coutinho's coming off a hat trick. I think they're going to bag a bunch of goals in this game. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think that it's going to be too close. Uh, I can see them winning by a couple goals, honestly. So, so you like the spread, which we're going to put up right now with the graphics. Um, Bayern minus two, plus one hundred, plus one ninety for Wolfsburg to cover there. Over under. You said you like a lot of goals. Under three and a half is plus one hundred four. Over is minus one twenty six. Do you like Bayern to score a lot of goals, or is it the match in general? 
I think Bayern to score a lot of, okay. a lot of you goals. You think they I, get yeah, four, I'm, though? I, I don't know about four. I could see a three spot. Sure. Um, I'm just not too confident in the Wolfsburg's, you know, the, I'm not saying they don't have some quality players, but they don't have that distinguished goal scorer like these other teams do. Like I mentioned, Dorman has some goal scorers. Leipzig has Timo Werner and among others. Bayern has a lot of goal scorers, and obviously the one who's averaging most goals per minute <laughs> is Lewandowski or, you know, in least per minute. So, He's, he's a machine. He's doing well. He's kind of teetered off, too, recently, actually, now that we mention him. Um, but he had a, a huge uh, start to the season and had a lot of uh, scoring pace going so far. And, and I still favor them to win by a couple goals. I just, I just can't see uh, them not winning by more than two. Um, I think they'll be able to hold a clean sheet. That's what sure. I'm hoping for, what I'm banking on in this game, at least. Yeah, I think the funny thing about Bayern is that I, I think they're kind of in this weird purgatory place that they don't know who their next manager is going to be. And when you have a caretaker now, I mean, how many times is a top club like Bayern, I mean, we see it often with Chelsea, but how many times is a top club like this that wins so many trophies, doesn't have a coach, that, that there's no consistency there. I think Pep Guardiola was the last guy that you saw that was there for a longer period of time. And even then, that was considered a failure because he didn't have that much Champions League success. But, I mean, again, Bayern, we like this one in the matchup. I think I might just stick under three and a half goals total for the matchup as well. And I do think Bayern does cover um, in this matchup. But when we come back, we're going to be talking with our friends from AccuScore. Stay tuned, everyone. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Free Kick. We're talking with our friends from AccuScore during this segment. They always give us great breakdowns using their simulator there to make the most money for you and them, of course. But we're going to get into Real Betis, Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid has had a rough bit of form over these past couple weeks. They seemingly just can't put the ball on the back of the net. Betis has been a little disappointing this season, but do you see Atletico putting in a good performance in this one? Atletico Madrid is uh, struggling in La Liga still. They've only won seven games. Uh, they've drawn eight. Uh, they are not able to score the goals where they should in order to get the wins that they uh, really badly need if they want to challenge for the title, which seems unlikely now. They are on the fifth place. Um, only five teams in La Liga have scored less goals than Atletico so far, so uh, that's obviously where the problems are. Uh, taking a look at the opposition, uh, Real Betis, they're playing completely in a different way. Uh, very open, flowing football. Uh, in their games, there's been more than three goals on average scored. Um, with Atletico, the number is 1.65, so there is a massive difference in there. Um, Atletico is a better team for sure, but especially playing on the road, uh, I'd say the draw is very likely here. Uh, they've drawn five times in a row playing on the road. Um, the home win and the draw combine about 55% in AccuScore simulations as well. So that's something to keep an eye on. 
the matchup between Real Betis and Atletico Madrid uh, has been actually quite um, even during the last few years. Uh, the results have been 0-1-1-0-0-0-1-1, so we are not expecting any kind of uh, big uh, goal fest here. Actually, the last game was won by Real Betis uh, 1-0 at their home field, uh, but the previous one at the same place by home uh, team was uh, 2006. So Atletico has been a bit uh, uh, top of this uh, matchup, and uh, this time uh, maybe draw, like Tommy said, would be the best bet. Yeah, Atletico Madrid really have to get back on the horse in this one, especially in this La Liga race where it's very tight-knit. Real Madrid, Barcelona continuing their separation from them. But for Real Betis as, as well, I mean, again, they're struggling. Do you see them possibly reaching their team total in this? I, I know it's going to be a real tough defensive matchup against Atletico Madrid, but how many goals do you really see them forcing in the back of the net? However, this matchup hasn't been any great for betting during the last few years because there hasn't been any value in most of the games. And when we check the total line, Right now it's uh, 2.25, it actually has been 2.25, 2.5 in previous games and only once there has been some value to bet under in uh, AccuScore predictions and that was correct uh, a few years ago. So this time, um, how do you see it, Tommy? Is it uh, going to be similar kind of 0 0-0-0-1 game or is the Real Betis type of free-flowing football generating more goals at this game? It's a very good question how the how Betis is going to approach this game. Uh, like I said, they've been scoring quite a lot. They concede quite a lot. It's very open usually how they play. Uh, then again, Atletico is the best defensive team uh, in La Liga. So uh, it's hard to say. And in the simulations, Betis scores 1.0 goals on average. Uh, so there you go, and uh, I'd still go for 1-1 one, one draw if it was up to me. Atletico Madrid, Real Betis. This one's going to be an interesting matchup. Thank you guys so much for that breakdown. But we're going to be moving over to England, Arsenal-Everton. I mean, this is just a great matchup for two teams that are basically vying just to stay alive. Uh, Everton is so far down in the standing. Duncan Ferguson took over for a little bit. It seems that Carlo Ancelotti will be taking over for them. I mean, who do you really like to lean towards in this matchup? Arsenal's defense has been very shaky, but are they able to stop Everton? It has been one of my favorite subjects this season to talk about how bad Arsenal have been. Uh, and they've been bad under Emery, they've been bad under Ljungberg now. Uh, so the problem is probably not the manager himself. It is more of the whole disarray of the team, starting from players like Granit Xhaka and uh, Mesut Özil, for example, who are not doing the things that they should in team game like uh, like football is. Um, they're very offensively talented team, uh, not so much in defense, but it wouldn't matter if the system was there, but they're lacking structure and they're lacking motivation and they're definitely lacking the team effort. Uh, they did win West Ham, but West Ham was horrible in that game and they only won it because of some individual efforts of their very talented offensive guys. Uh, then against Manchester City, when the opponent was a lot better than West Ham was, the whole house of cards just collapsed because there is no structure to lean on if they need to go on the defense. Um, and that's 
the problem and they cannot win the games through defense especially if there is no support from the midfield and even from the from the attackers so what they would need is a manager who can organize the game better who can actually build the team spirit a bit make them work for their place in the team because now it's just 11 guys on the pitch having no idea what they're doing and also not even having fun so it's not gonna work in premier league this matchup, matchup between everton and arsenal uh, has been very interesting because the previous game was uh, won by everton 1-0 but the one before it was won by arsenal uh, 2-5 so there has been everything between seven and one goals in last few games between these teams. For betting, this matchup has been very good for AccuScore predictions because there has been value in all five previous games at Goodison Park, and out of those five, three has been correct. So by betting ten bucks each, you would end up having almost forty bucks profit in your pocket. Everton have been just as poor as Arsenal this season, but they're appointing Carlo Ancelotti, so hopefully that injects some energy into them, potentially getting a result. We've seen them get results against top teams as of late, but is there a scenario in which you see them covering the spread in this? Because they do have the players that are capable of doing it against a abysmal, and I say abysmal, Arsenal defense. Uh, same applies for total bets. Um, there hasn't been so many value bets uh, available for five games but um, out of the last five um, there's been three times um, value to bet um, totals most of the timeline has been uh, 2.25 or three and um, out of those three every bet has been correct so total market has been um, predicted very well by us um, Tommy, how do you see this time? You mentioned that uh, there's room for improvement for Arsenal, but um, how about Everton? Will they, they do better and um, be able to replicate their win a um, year ago? Yeah, it's a very interesting matchup in that regard as well, because uh, Everton has had a lot of similar problems as Arsenal has. Uh, a lot of uh, big name signings coming in, uh, but the results haven't been there. Um, I think they had the wrong manager as well, like Arsenal did, uh, for their style. And now with the interim guy, uh, they've gone back to the basics and the results have been a lot better and the team looks much more comfortable uh, playing the game. Um, they're not as good a team as Arsenal is, uh, especially if you look at the individuals. And uh, going to Emirates, I think it's more of how Arsenal will approach the game and house the things in that camp. Um, if they manage to play together, if they manage to find some structure, maybe they have a new manager already. Um, if they manage to play offensively like they should with that team, then Everton will be in trouble. But it's a lot of ifs and Arsenal hasn't delivered all season, so it's interesting to see how it goes. Um, in AccuScore simulations, Arsenal is winning about 35% and Everton is winning about 36%. Uh, so it's very close. And uh, to be fair, the draw would probably be very, very satisfying for both teams at this place and this time of the season. Arsenal and Everton is really gonna be an interesting matchup to see. These two Premier League sides are really struggling. 
I just can't imagine a crazier matchup to pick from this. Thank you guys so much for giving us that breakdown. Guys, everyone watching watching this show, please check them out at AccuScore on Twitter, at AccuScore.com. They have great simulator breakdowns of all the top matchups throughout Europe. Another one, again, from them. Hopefully, you win some money this weekend. But when we come back, we're going to be discussing some more top matchups in the Euro Top 5 Leagues. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Martino Puccio, Gio Cozzolino. We're going to just keep things rolling here. Chelsea Spurs, Jose Mourinho versus Old Club. I mean, this is what makes this guy so fantastic in box office. Who would have thought that earlier in the season, considering the way both of these teams have been playing? I mean, Chelsea recently have teetered off a little bit. Spurs, you know, they're in a bit of a hot stretch, and we've been on them a lot. But this matchup is just so much fun simply because everyone thought Jose Mourinho was done after he left Chelsea, went over to United. And again, I said this on the show. You guys can go back a few episodes. I don't think Jose Mourinho is done as a top manager. I think it's been proven after finishing second place with Manchester United, winning the Europa League over there. Look at what they're doing. They're in a nice little stretch, but that's not going to change my opinion of what he did there. He seemingly has revived Spurs a little bit. And with the way Chelsea has been tailing off, there might be a window to open up. And you said that on um, one of the episodes that when Mourinho got hired again was that it's not completely over yet. Chelsea isn't a guarantee. Spurs can possibly come back in the Champions League, but they got to pick up a win here. How are you feeling going into this? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it, and we've hit it on the nose, I think, so far. I mean, guys, they're three points away from a fourth spot. You know, So if they beat Chelsea right now, if the Spurs do beat Chelsea... They're tied for, for fourth. Yep. And they made that ground up in, what, five or six games? Mm-hmm. I mean, it hasn't been that much of a long time. I understand that Mourinho has some losses recently, once in Man U, that midweek sure. game that we had, Champions League. Although, for me, the Champions League loss to Bayern isn't really a big deal because they were already qualified. So, I, I don't think – and they couldn't advance to first. So, no. I don't think that in their heads, you know, they were really – playing that game with so much effort. Yeah, putting a good performance out. It's better than 7-2. to Right, exactly. And <laughs> and putting that performance out, maybe it could boost some morale, but it didn't really matter at the end of the day. They were going through second, so that's not what I was really worried about. Um, but I really do like Spurs in this one. I feel like Chelsea recently has been terrible. Yeah. I mean, some bad home losses, to one to West Ham, one to Burnmouth. They lost um, away to Everton, obviously, after the, uh, the manager change, and Marcus Everton might have seven. another manager change, but that's for a, another topic. But... Uh, Chelsea, you know, they're still in fourth, but like I said, that three-point distance, it closed down really quickly. I, I feel like Tottenham, you got to take them in this game. I think yeah. that you got to roll with that. I'm not sure about spreads and things like that, but money line, I just like Tottenham. Um, and you can still get them for plus money at plus 140 at home uh, to a Chelsea side who's conceding goals. And, you know, I think Hume, uh, Huming Son, Kane, 
I don't know how you can't. They're roll not that him. impressive on the road. I think that's where their youth and inexperience pops up. I know Frank Lampard has a lot on his plate here, but we were talking about it a couple episodes uh, as well that Chelsea just need to get through this December hump. Hope for January reinforcements, whether it's Olivier Giroud is, is leaving or you try and bring in a player like Jordan Sancho, which I think is a real possibility at this point, considering everything that's going on there. I, I think this is a patch that you hit when you have a young team. I, th- I think we see it all the time. It's, it's why we were praising them, because they were overachieving with such a young squad. Tammy Abraham playing well. Mason Mount doing a good job. But I think Jorginho and N'Golo Kante can only do so much at, at a certain point in time. These guys are going to be needing rest. The, the younger guys are going to have tired legs because they haven't played this many minutes before at this point in the season. Um, and look, it's a jam-packed schedule over here because we have Boxing Day next week. We know a lot of the top teams are going to be playing each other, especially Leicester City, which we'll get into. I think this is a prime spot for Spurs to jump into. A plus 140 is a really nice number. And how about the spread here? Minus 1, plus 360. Chelsea, plus 1, minus 175. I do like Spurs to win this uh, just because of the run of form that we always like to go off of. But I don't think Chelsea is going to get embarrassed uh, to the point that they're on the road like that. I think Chelsea is going to give them a good match. But but at the end of the day, I think I'm a little too too confident on Spurs. I think Mourinho smells blood in the water because you mentioned there's only a three-point gap there. He would want nothing more than to get revenge on his former club in Chelsea. I mean, you could tell in the press conference because they were talking about how he said he would never manage Spurs, and he said, well, that was before I got fired. So he's fired now. And and, and honestly, I, I really do love Spurs in this matchup. Chelsea's run of form is poor. Uh, what, what are you thinking about spread and money line? Because I know you said you like Spurs. I completely agree with the spread. I'm not too confident. I don't think it'll be a, you know, a 5-0 yeah, result. I think thrashing. it's going to be you – know, both teams can score. It could be a one-goal differential. So I would just it be smart, kind of stay away, uh, stay away from it. Although, I mean, plus 360, you kind of get enticed. It's a lot of money that you can make there. But if you're confident, I'm just personally not confident in that. I, I like to re- reiterate, too, that you know, just because we're saying we're on Spurs doesn't mean Chelsea's going to fall to 12th place. I mean, they're, yeah. they're still a, a, t- a decent club. They, the young guys have performed for most, you know, a, most part of the season or a good stretch of the season. And like you mentioned, they kind of just got to get to January at this yeah. point. So if they can get you know, even to the break or to after Boxing Day and they're in fifth, or, yeah, fifth or tied for fourth sure. in, on points with Tottenham, they're not in a bad spot. So, and no one would have thought to, at this point that they'd be even close to that because mm-hmm. Man City hasn't played as well. Man U hasn't played great. So there's a lot of teams that are keeping them up there in the mm-hmm. top four. And, you know, like I mentioned, they've had some good performances as well. Um, but I do like Tottenham here. I think Mourinho has a point to prove. or Not, not really a point to prove, but just to his former team, it's always a kind of, I want that kind of vendetta or revenge against them. Hey, you guys let me go, then I'm going to show you what I can still do. I'm not a washed up manager. And, He's a, he's a legendary manager, let's be honest. He is, he's, yeah. he's accomplished a lot in his career, and he's home in this match. I think the fans want to see a win, and I don't see how they don't push out for a win here. But I would stay away from the spread. I think the money line, you still get plus money. Just go with the, the, the money line and play it safer. You don't want to you know, depend on too many contingencies and get all sloppy with, with, these, with these numbers. So I think the t- a Tonham win. Good. Yeah, I, I look, I, I think they're just going to keep it rolling there. I, again, I think he's really revived Dele Alli. And Dele Alli is a, is a kind of player at this point in time with all the experience that he has. He needs to step up in a match like this because it's always Harry Kane. Harry Kane is just a phenomenal striker, and we've seen him step up. 
But for me, it's Deli Ali who's, who's really got to step up in a match like this. So it's going to be interesting to see that one play out. But we're going to be moving over to Italy now. Fiorentina, Roma. We're just going to throw the graphics up there. Money line, Fiorentina plus 175. Kind of interesting. I know they, they did play well. They got that uh, draw against Inter last second. Plus 230 on the draw, plus 155 Roma money line. Uh, th this is another tough one for me because, again, Fiorentina, I'm not, I'm not thoroughly convinced just because they got that draw in the last second. It took the last minute just to get a draw against Inter at home. We know they play everyone tough at home. We we've seen it earlier in the season with Napoli. They play Juve tough. I, I mean, it's just almost anyone that goes through there plays them tough. But again, this is not really a good football team. This isn't a team that is managed well by Vincenzo Montella. Roma, on the other hand, this is a good football team. This is a good manager, and they're playing above expectations. And this is a major match for them. They, they scoop more points with Atalanta, dropping some on the weekend, probably from the Champions League qualification hangover. But again, uh, for me, uh, Roma, just like Spurs, is a team that I'm hopping on. I'm not going to hop off on them here. Plus 155, the spread, uh, again, minus one. I do see Fiorentina possibly covering that. But plus 400 for Roma, minus one. I mean, that's pretty enticing. What, what are you looking at here that you like? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you that I believe Roma takes the win. I know we were, you know, kind of slipped up last week. You never know what happens. Inter, you, they had that game all the way through, and then, you know. You could argue they, they, were, they were down after getting eliminated right, right. from the Champions League. That's crushing. They were also, they had a goal, I think, that was ruled off from Lautaro, if I'm not mistaken. So they could have mm -hmm. won it, but, you know, it happens that way. We've seen Napoli lose last minute plenty of times. Don't need to remind me that. Um, but, no, I do like Roma. I think Fiorentina, you kind of, you look at the draw, and now you kind of get misled a little bit, and you're like, Oh, so then they can they pull that off against Roma? Mm -hmm. I will say though that the the money line for Roma at just plus one fifty five, I think, is kind of shocking actually that you can still get plus money against Fiorentina. And I think that the money line for Fiorentina is way too low at plus one seventy five, at least on Fanduel. They should be two thirty, two forty, maybe even three hundred. You never know yeah. because I feel like they haven't played well. So what what says that they they can do something like you know against a Roma team that's been pretty solid all season long under Fonseca? I don't I don't see that happening. Um, and the draw is also pretty nice money, but I just think you have to take Roma here. Plus 155 is pretty nice for a team who is in the top four in fourth place, uh, doing very well so far. Another big win against Spal where they came back from behind. It looked like, oh, maybe they can drop some points like the old Roma did. And so far, they haven't. You yeah. know, We talked about the players, and we're like, oh, you know, no one thought that this team would really be this no good. Way. because Too many moving parts. Too many moving parts. It's kind of, I keep saying this word, makeshift. For me, it's really like some of these parts, like Mancini, playing out of, out of position at times, and, and these pieces, it's just, you didn't think that they would gel this quickly. Yeah. And they've, they've beaten Napoli. They've done well against some, some good clubs. Um, they've won three of their last four. So I, I don't know. I can't see Fiorentina pulling off another result at home. They have a quality, but how can they And, and again, Montella is still there because we don't know how much time he has left as well. I, I think Paulo Fonseca has absolutely done the best job in Serie A this season. And there's been a few. Uh, you could argue three of the four top teams have had managers do exceptional jobs. But simply for me, with Roma, so many alternate moving pieces. Guys are getting hurt. Plugging in a guy like Chris Smalling and he's playing otherworldly. It's hard for me to back off of Roma in this, especially when I get plus money in this. They're not slipping up against teams that they should slip up against. They played Inter very tough at the San Siro where they dug out a draw there. I mean, every single time you see this team play, they exceed your expectations. And it's, it's, well, for Serie A at least, I mean, there's been a lot of slip-ups in Europe for all Italian teams. 
But simply when you're talking about Serie A, Fiorentina for me is just it's just not a top team. I think they can play them tough, but but at the end of the day, they lost Ribery again. There isn't that experience there where you could hope that he could step up and play in a big matchup like this. But for my money, Roma is just too on fire, and I, and I have a hard time stepping off on them. And again, I, I understand what Fiorentina does at home. I understand what they did in that last matchup. But for me, I'm not convinced by it. I, I just don't, I don't see it. I don't understand it. I don't think this team is going to be vying for a Europa League spot. So, so at the end of this, I mean, again, do you, are you staying? I mean, minus 210. To cover plus one, I, I just don't understand. I don't, I don't see it. That's way too too low in negative numbers. I don't I don't like that at all. Well, I to, mean, to bet on it, at least. To I can right, right. see the scenario happen. Right, for but for the odds, yeah. it's not odds that I yeah. think that you would want. And plus four hundred for minus one on Roma, that's huge. Plus four hundred, I mean, it could happen very well. I mean, it's something that you can take the risk on. I would take this risk if if I were you. I think plus four hundreds. Yeah, I think I think out of most of the games that we're talking about today, I think this one might be the best one if you really want to win some money there. Again, Fiorentina just isn't one of those teams that you feel safe about. And, and minus tough home team, but I, yeah, just, tough home team. But again, it's, when are they going to slip up at home? Because there is that chance that they do slip up at home. But when we come back, we're going to be getting into our last big segment of the day. We're going to be sticking to Italy. Stay tuned. <laughs> NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Martino Puccio, Gio Cozzolino. We're getting into the last big segment of the day, and we got a couple of big matchups to get into. Manchester City versus Leicester City. Look, this is a very vital week for Leicester City, Gio. There's no doubt about it. Boxing Day has Liverpool. They have City in this matchup. And again, I, you know City isn't playing great. Leicester isn't in the greatest of form, and we know how well Liverpool is. No one's going to probably catch them at this rate. But this is a dire week for Leicester City. If they are somehow able to pick up six points, I think they have a decent shot at winning the Premier League. But I think they could lose the Premier League this week. I think there's no doubt about it. But for now, I think even in terms of the top four race, they got to at least come out with a draw here. We have the odds. City, minus 270 favorite. Leicester, plus 600. The draw is plus 420. That's a pretty high number for Manchester City, considering the form that they're in. Do you like them in this? I mean, minus 270 is a lot. I do see them winning this, but Leicester, is, is that a trap, plus 600? I think it's a trap. I think it's a trap. I like Man City, too. I agree yeah. with you. Minus 270, it's kind of rough. You would like to get a little bit better odds just because, you know, they haven't been playing well. But they, they handed Arsenal a 3-0 win away. So they showed, uh, you know, some big resolve oh, yeah. there to go on the road. I know Arsenal isn't being managed by someone that they really want right now or, you know, not a top manager. And things like that, you know, influence the result and, and whatnot and what the team's playing like. But Kevin De Bruyne it was amazing that game. It was a complete masterclass. 
Uh, and, you know, he's probably going to be one, the best midfielder in this game as well. One of the best. I know that, best in the world. you know, Lester, right. And Lester have, you know, James Madison and the likes of, you know, and Vardy, obviously the Vardy party, 16 goals. He's still rolling. Um, but Lester did slip up to Norwich this past weekend, a 1-1 draw at home. So it's not something you want to see going into two huge matchups that they're going to have to come out with at least four points, right? At least. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to get some. Well, if you want the title race, you got to get the title, six. Yeah, right. If you want the title, you can't just uh, come out with one or none. It's, it's going to be a bad, bad uh, result if that's what they come out with in the span of two games. I just like Manchester City too much. I think now that they, they've got this whole mess behind them, I think now they also have a big draw against Real Madrid in, in sure. the Champions League. They're going to have to get prepared for that. So by the time that those matchups come back around for Champions League, it's hard for me to see that you know until then they're not going to be pushing to, to get back into the sure. race. Personally, I don't think there is a race anymore. I think Liverpool is going to somehow come away with this. Sure. Uh, or not somehow. I mean, they're off by 10 points. It's not somehow. They are beating everybody so it's not that the blue eight it, points last year though that's true that's also very but that true. wasn't a great man that was a great manchester city team this on the other hand with leicester because people are talking about it i mean i i personally like just really quick for the spread plus one with leicester plus 210 if that's a plus money bet that i want to take i think i'm i'm feel safer with the spread would you agree with that because plus 600 I don't know. I think City's going to put all their chips into the pot for this matchup because they don't have an equally as tough matchup. Because if you can manage to give Leicester City a really tough game, beat them and say, okay, we defeated you. Now you're in a bad run of form. Now go face Liverpool. See how that plays out for you. I think this really favors Manchester City. And this is an, this is an opportunity in which Leicester City can really mess up here. And I'm not saying drop out of the top four, but there is a chance that that could happen. Yeah, I don't think drop out of the top four because I think they have a very solid team. I've liked them for sure. the past you know, couple of months. They've, they've shown that they can you know, get results and play against pretty solid teams the defense we've mentioned this also in prior episodes not people of name like johnny evans and you know sayunchu and whatnot but like they they have performed and they have you know they've conceded they were one of the best teams in the league they've actually conceded the least goals in the league 11 mm-hmm. to this point so it's not like they they have a terrible defense but is that defense going to hold up against the likes of de bruyne uh bernardo silva plays sterling either aguero or, or gabriel jesus like i don't see that happening at home to Man City. If, if Leicester was home, I would say there's a, a much bigger chance they can get at least a point and possibly even win. But plus 600 on the road, I think that's just a trap for people to throw their money on Leicester and hope there's a win there. If you really want something from Leicester here, if you're confident in them, the draw is still plus 420. You can still get amazing money from that. But to think that Man City is going to go to this, continue this, hey, back and forth. I'm going to win, lose, draw, draw, win. They're going to have to make up some points, and I think this is where they start. I mean, they started against Arsenal, so I think this is where they continue. Excuse me. They're favored very heavily. I mean, it's just hard to see. I think think it's the Boxing Day. I think it's the Boxing Day. And and, and you know what's funny, though? It's not like Leicester can kind of not focus on Manchester City because I do think Manchester City will eventually catch up to Leicester, and this is the turning point, in my opinion. But Leicester City can't particularly focus on Liverpool the next week, right? They know they have to take one game out of a time. Because they still have players that have experience that won the Premier League with 5,000 to 1 odds with the greatest upset in the sports history. I mean, they know what it takes. They know they can't overlook these matches. Even Brendan Rodgers, top manager too, he knows what can happen if you slip up because that's what happened at Liverpool when Chelsea ended up winning the league. I, I just think there's just so much on the line here for Leicester that 
Again, plus 600 is a lot. And if you're buying into Leicester, Jamie Vardy's on fire. This is still not a great Manchester City defense. I think that Leicester City can pull off a win, but I'm, but I can't. I just can't do it. I, I think I would lean draw if I'm leaning anywhere, but I do think they cover. Plus 210 is, is the one I feel safest about, about all of these. I, I think City will win this. I think they'll control the match, but I don't think they're going to be destroying defenses like Arsenal because Arsenal's defense, for lack of a better word, is just pathetic. So, I mean, yeah, the, no, the I, spread in here. I agree. I, I don't like Man City's spread, actually, at minus yeah. one, plus 110. You'd want a little bit higher than that, I think, because Leicester is scoring you know, a decent amount of goals. Actually, they're scoring, they're scoring great goals. I know Man City has the most goals in the league, though. So, obviously, that Leicester defense is going to be challenged, like I was mentioning before. It's going to sure. be a very, very tough matchup. But also, in terms of when we were talking about Spurs-Chelsea, I don't see this being a blowout. I would be surprised if it's a blowout, to be honest. I, I, I can't see, you know, a 3-0. No, no. I can see w- why you like the spread of plus one. I think it's like one. a 2-1. Yeah, I, I can see why you like the plus one from Leicester because I think Man City is bound to concede a goal. I'd, I'd be very wow. surprised if they keep Vardy without a goal, even if it's a pen. I mean, That's they a just, huge plus. He needs one chance. He's pretty good at converting his chances. You know, he's, he's not always involved in the play as much, but when he gets that chance, he takes it well. So... I, I would just go with Man City win, personally, okay. but I can see why you're leaning towards the spread. I wouldn't touch Man City spread, though. I think minus yeah. one is, I wouldn't even bother. If, unless you're getting great odds for it, it's, I don't think you should jump at that. I, I think the safest thing here is probably a lesser covering the spread, just because I think this matchup's going to be so tough, and they know it. But we're going to be moving over to another top matchup. These guys faced off against each other multiple times last season. They were really great matchups. Atalanta, Milan. Milan coming into this, they're not in a great spot. They just lost their best player of the season so far, Teo Hernandez. He got a yellow card accumulation, so he'll be out of this. For Atalanta, you got to feel good about yourselves. I understand they lost to Bologna. Bologna is a tough team, okay? It's not like it's just some some club that's at the bottom, like Udinese, that's fighting for relegation. Bologna is a respectable side, and they're playing well under Sinsa Mihailovic. So, again... For me, Atalanta absolutely, I think, is going to win this game. I'm not trying to be negative here uh, towards Milan and Milan fans. I mean, plus 280 for Milan, plus 280 for the draw. Minus 110 for Atalanta just feels safe. They're at home. Milan doesn't have their best player in this. They're still having a really difficult time to finish off goals. We saw they had seven or eight on target against Sassuolo. They couldn't put any in the back of the net. Now that they have their top goal scorer out in this, I really don't see how this is going to happen. Atalanta know they have to rebound because that Champions League gap that they are just giving up is getting a little bit bigger, and they don't want that to happen. So in a scenario like this, I do love Atalanta to win this game. What do you take from this? Do you think I'm being too negative? I don't think you're being too negative. I mean, I understand why you are. I think Milan does get a goal in this game. I think it'll be closer really? than you expect. For for some reason, I just have this feeling. I think Milan, you know, 21 points after that that nil nil draw to Sassuolo, not what you want to see. Um, have but to get three. but they've before that they had a couple good games. I yeah. don't think that they're in the worst form that they've been in recently. We've seen even even this season. They play better on the road than at home too. It's it's shocking to believe that, but they have. You're completely right. Um, but the problem is for Milan, even though they only have 16 goals, Atalanta, they have the most goals, so it's kind of <laughs> like, you know, opposite ends. 
it's, it's a tough road matchup because Bergamo is always a very, very tough place to play for anybody. I mean, we've seen the likes of Juventus struggle there too. It's always a tough place to play. But I just think that Milan, even with 16 goals, Atalanta concedes a lot of goals as well. You know, their, their games, if you look at their games and, and see the, the score lines, they're very high-scoring games and sloppy games, like you just mentioned. So, it, it, for me, if you get like an over of 2.5, I think you jump at the oh, over 2.5 yeah. in this. You can even possibly get, you know, over 3.5. Um, but I'm comfortable with at least three goals total in the game. Uh, I do I, I do think Atalanta pulls it out just because you mentioned before they lost. They're coming off a, a loss to Bologna, who also has beaten a Napoli side recently. But Atalanta, I think that's more, we've mentioned it before, kind of the burnout in the Champions League. They needed to, to win that game. They won it yeah. and qualified. Congratulations you know, to them, by the way. Yeah, congrats to them. Time. I mean, they're already better off than Napoli, so hey, good for you. I mean, uh, so they've, I, I'm impressed with them. I, I, they have dipped a little bit to sixth sure. place. And that's kind of natural. It's hard, it's hard it, though it, because it, they didn't add that much in the summer, and that's something we right. were talking about. It's hard to juggle all these competitions for the first time ever in club history, and then you know keep pace in Serie A when you got teams like Lazio and Roma who are seemingly just going to have the Campionato to worry about. So I mean, uh, look at this point, I really just don't see Milan pulling off a win at this. But they did play him tough. They picked up results every single time they faced them. They beat them in Bergamo last year. It was three-two. Piontek got the two goals in that matchup. For me, I just I don't see that happening again. And, and if you saw those goals, one of those goals was goals of the year, where he hit it with his left foot and a great cross oh, yeah. from Ricardo Rodriguez. Again, I, I just don't love this spot for Milan. I think Atalanta is a very safe pick in this. Uh, I think at best that you're getting from Milan to draw, right? I think so. I think so. Away, it's hard to, to imagine them picking up all three yeah. points. I mean, the spread though is interesting at plus one. You don't, but you get a, a minus one twenty for Milan at plus one. It could happen, but... I think, I think their defense has been a lot better under Pioli than it has under Giampaolo. Giampaolo, they're picking up six red cards as a team, which is actually ridiculous if you right. think about it. Yeah. They're not getting as many, but there's always just those individual errors that we always talk about, and whenever you watch them, somebody's slipping up. I think it's a little bit better on the left side with defense with Ricardo Rodriguez because he's better defensively than Teo Hernandez. But when you take away one of the top threats Offensive. and Piontek is struggling like that, I have a hard time seeing Milan do that. I think under two and a half goals would actually be safe as well. I, I just don't see it happening. I think it could be a 2 nothing, one nothing Atalanta win if it's a win. If it's a draw, I see 1-1 one, one tops. I, I, I really don't see that happening simply because I understand Atalanta's defense stinks. But Milan's attack is seemingly worse at this point. We've never seen something like this poor. They've been in a poor stretch, but but now this is just, I mean, it's really bad. Um, for me, again, Atalanta covering plus 240. Do you see them winning 2 nothing? Something like that? I can I can see a two nothing, but I just I feel like I I don't know what's what it is, but I just feel like Milan's gonna keep this close. I don't. Yeah. I, I, I do agree that it'll be it could be a you know one goal differential, sure. but I just see a lot of goals for some reason. I just see many goals in this game, and I I guess we're di differing there because you can see a two one or actually you said a one zero, which I'm shocked at. I, I just don't see a one zero because both both defenses they have sure. like Milan has Romagnoli and the likes, but just. His partner, <laughs> his partner is not there with him, so that's the problem. Never, he's not producing. Um, but I just, I see a very close game. I, I'm, I'm having trouble thinking it's an under. I feel like this is an over game, and yeah. you could probably get some decent money for that. Actually, I, I'm, I'm assuming. Well, Sassuolo, Sassuolo definitely should have scored more over the weekend. Jerome Boga, by the way, you know how many yeah. dribbles successfully he had? No. Eleven. 
11. And that and now they go against Papu Gomez. So you you could think about that with that flank and Teo Hernandez not being there. This just isn't a spot that you would pick Milan to win. Best case scenario is a draw. You should probably hang your hats on Atalanta to win this one. Minus 110. Anything else in this matchup? A goal scorer possibly? I think Zapata, if he's in this one healthy, I think he gets on the board. I, th I think you can roll with that. Even uh, Ilicic if he's healthy. Or Malinovsky's uh, probably Fantastic. high odds, but he's one of the best midfielders in the league. So... I don't see how they, they can't put up some goals in this game. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking under two and a half if, that, if that's the uh, number you're going to We're different. After. It's okay. I didn't, yeah, that's fine. But um, Atalanta, someone will score in this one, and it's Atalanta most likely to win. But when we come back, Champions League draws out, guys. We're going to take a look at it. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the final segment of the Free Kick. Champions League draw was today when we record on Mondays, of course. There's a lot of interesting matchups that we're going to get into, so we're just going to throw the graphic up there right now. Not many odds that we can look at for this time because these matches are going to happen in February and then into March. So there's a lot of time and a lot of transfers that can happen. You know, who's going to be, you know, uh, uh, tied, uh, not being able to play in, in the knockout stage, a guy like Ivan Rakitic not being able to play because he's cup-tied. Um, there could be moves like that with Vidal as well, so Barcelona, so you got to take a look out on that. But some of the interesting ones, the highlight of the biggest one, easily for me, Real Madrid, Manchester City. This is a nightmare for Manchester City. This is a nightmare season that just doesn't seem that it will stop at any point in time. This, this is actually one of the worst matchups that they could have gotten. Considering their form, I know they have some time to eventually get healthy, face them off in February, you know, maybe, you know, bring in a defender or two uh, come January. But, man, I, I don't know if they beat Real Madrid in this. It's tough, man. It's it's kind of reminds me of that, that Napoli year where they got Real Madrid because they were the first spot and Real Madrid was the second spot. Mm -hmm, yeah. Real Madrid, again, being a second spot here. And... They PSG land to, the group, to yeah. Man City. It, it's unfortunate for Man City. I think it'll be close. I don't think it'll be, uh, you know, one team dominating both legs. I think it'll be it'll be a fight for sure. But I agree that the matchup is probably the worst one they could have gotten, hundred percent. I mean, I think so. Obviously, you can't get your own nation, so you avoid yeah. Liverpool and whatnot. But you get Real Madrid. The other only the only other team that could possibly you know give them issues would have been a, a Barca, a good think, Barca side, or I think a PSG. A PSG. Yeah. Right, and so. That obviously was, they got a nightmare there. Real Madrid, Benzema's in scoring form. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. It's a mess. Really quick before we head out. You guys, Napoli got Barcelona. I think, I'll say, I'll say this, to put a positive spin on it. If you were to want to face a Barcelona team in recent stretches and in a current form of this season, I think it's this Barcelona team. You've proven right. already that you could face the top teams in the world, like Liverpool. You got four points from them in general in the group stage. This Barcelona side isn't 
indestructible, and we've seen that in the knockout stages in this competition. No, I agree. I just feel like the the full, not the fullbacks, because Delonso was great, but Messi against. You Mane. worry about Cattuso being outmanaged because we saw him. The only time he's managed in a top flight competition was Arsenal. Yeah, the Milan, experience. And Arsenal absolutely wrecked them. The experience isn't there, it's and tough. Messi yeah. against Mario Rui. It's going to be well, a Messi little bit versus of a anybody. Yes, oh, I understand. Right. I understand. But the pressure is there for Leo Messi to score in Diego Maradona's old home. That's true. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching. See you next time.